morning and welcome to the Pirates Podcast TV Game Later here on the PK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. He's Jared Krugar in Altoona. I am Alex Stump in Bradenton, Florida. Jared, how cold is it up there? Uh, Alex, it's cold and rainy and we got some ice earlier this week and I would love to say that I'm not jealous of you, but I don't have that wherewithal. So yeah, I'm pretty, pretty jealous. Not yeah. going to lie. You know what? I got a sunburn my first day down here, right on the back of my neck. And here's the thing. This is the first time I've gone to Pirate City outside of the Get Better camps and, you know, the, the pitching one uh, where I haven't had the, the built-in neck protection with, with, the, with the hair. So this is, it hurt. Are you, point. Are, are you looking for pity or like? Yes, um, I want you... everyone to pity me because I got a sunburn in mid-February. Huh. Okay. Um, next topic, Alex, what are we going to talk about this week? <laughs> well, I'm here at, you know, the minor league camp. We're going to do a lot of minor league talk and I want to start off with the coaching side of it because first story I had down here, the player development story I had earlier this off season, people know this is where I'm really spending a lot of focus on things. I focus on how they're doing development, how they're doing coaching and this is a unique environment that, you know, you actually get to pick people's brains, pick players' brains that, you know, you can hear someone in that front office say, you know, we want to be collaborative. We want to have the player have a say. It's another whenever a player says exactly what the front office is saying that, they're, that they want to do. You know, that's the separator, what differentiates. You know, it's, it's one thing to say you have a vision. It's another people for the, whatever the players are mimicking that vision that they're echoing it and i think that's if you take no other other takeaway from this podcast i think that would be the big one that the pirates have that vision players are buying into the vision it's being implemented in how they train how they practice how they are trying to get better yeah i mean i think that's important uh development is always you know an important focal point in the minor leagues and i think that's you know a, a focus on that not just development i think you know in games or it's great but but it's the off the field stuff it's the mental game it's the focusing on on different things and really just taking a different approach with it because let's be real the approach the pirates have taken in years past hasn't really worked uh, some of these guys get up they get called up and and then they get to the majors and their their attitudes change or their or their pitch sequences change or even their pitchers pitches change and when you get to that man that's a that's a slippery slope because then you get the Mitch Kellers then you get the Tyler Glassnells that don't have a lot of success uh when in the minor leagues they were lights out you know that's that's a dangerous situation for an organization yeah yeah and that's i Debated if I wanted to make this a main topic of this podcast or write a story. I, I, I obviously am choosing the podcast right here. But Cody Bolton really said something short, sweet, and illuminating about it. Where, you know, we go in, he's coming off a knee surgery. Before the knee surgery, he was one of the top Pirates pr- pitching prospects. You got to see him in Altoona in 2019. Didn't get to pitch in 2021, 2020, you know, pandemic year, no season. Someone who kind of like, it hit a bit of a roadblock, but, you know, still has, you know, still could be a major league pitcher for this organization. And part of that is the slider, which, you know, graded out very well the last couple of years, but it wasn't the slider that he really wanted to throw. And he, you know, <laughs> talking to him, he was super excited about what the change, the changes that he was making to his slider, 
and how it's different. And I'm just going to give him a little block of time here for what he said and why he stopped throwing it that way. It wasn't really my say. Old pitching staff. And that's the difference. That's the difference right there. It was no collaboration from the player. It was no say it was a do it because we said, do it because we told you. And that doesn't always work. And whenever you mention, you know, guys who have, you know, are good prospects, but don't click in the major leagues. That's a big part of it. A big part of why Tyler Glasnow didn't work out in Pittsburgh is because he was told to throw a two seamer for some godforsaken reason. And it shot his confidence. And then he goes to Tampa Bay. He, he focuses on what actually works and he does really well there. So everything you said and everything the pirates are doing, it's, it's completely different than how they used to do player development. And that's, I'm broken record here. I know there's the four pillars that Ben Charrington said with acquisition and development and deployment and, oh, but it's development. That's the big one. That's the one that is going that doomed the last regime at the end and the one that will determine if this regime is successful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the beauty of this is, and I know that we talked about this on a couple of different things here, but everybody is different. I'm different. Alex is different. Tyler Glassnow is different. Mitch Keller is different. Garrett Cole is different. Jamison Tyon is different. They are all different styles of pitchers. AJ Burnett, even. Um, Rollins and Contreras for, for the most recent one. JT Brubaker, Cody Bolton. They are all different pitchers. They're all different body frames. They're all different. They throw different hands. Everything is different. You can't put them into the same little cookie cutter and expect it to have success. You have to let there be individuality because when you come up in that system, yeah, Keller's stuff was lights out in double A. He was okay in AAA, and you know they they took the took the reins away from him when he initially came up. Same thing with Glassnow. Tyler Glassnow might be one of the best, if not the best, minor league pitcher of all time, statistically speaking. He was absolutely yeah. lights out. But they didn't let Tyler Glassnow be Tyler Glassnow. You have to let these guys be themselves because that's how they get to the majors. That's how they stay in the majors because that's what got them there. Two seamers didn't get Tyler Glassnow there. No. Two-seamer didn't get Mitch Keller there. And now you see what that does to the psyche of those players. That's why Jamison Tyon had a lot more success outside of Pittsburgh. Tyler Glassnow even. And Mitch Keller, he could very well be on his way out of Pittsburgh. And that's, that's a shame of it because he's got the potential, we all see it, to be a really, really good major league pitcher. I don't think Glass, not Glassnow, uh, Keller's you know, going to be heading out anytime soon. Pirates, they realize how important he he could be to this rotation they are going to offer him every opportunity that they can to to for him to prove but you're right and so much is different down here I'm not going to pretend that I knew how a minor league camp was run in the past because I wasn't a beat reporter in the past but whenever you hear guys say you know we're allowed to grow facial hair now now there is you know there is none of this you know fake military you know, mentality, mindset. It's definitely they want players' individual personalities to come out. They want them to know why certain and sometimes bizarre drills are being done and want them to buy into it. And they do. And I think that's if, if so much of this is built on trust and belief 
that everything that they are doing is to try to make that player better. That is the end goal. That is the only goal that actually matters. I, the more and more I get to see this up close, the more and more I believe it. And that's, uh, that's exactly what this organization needs. They needed that. They needed that, that break. They needed to mix it up a little bit. And I think that's, that's the most important thing. And if they can continue that development, I'm very excited to see what some of these guys that have been in the organization the entire time under Ben Charrington do when they get to the majors. I'm excited to see what they're capable of um, just because we haven't really seen it. We, everybody for the most part has been a mix of the regimes, but once we get to that first class, I think that's going to be the telltale sign of, of whether this works or not. We're nearing the very end of the Neil Huntington prospects like O'Neill Cruz will lose his prospect status at some point this year. So that would basically just leave that 2019 draft, which is Priester, Frazier, Triolo. And, and those guys are, you know, on the, on the, you know, they're on borderline major league ready at this point also. Yeah. So it, it's going to be more Charrington guys. And basically everyone, even if you were drafted by Neil Huntington, basically everyone in the system has been molded by this new approach. And I don't know, they're the number three, you know, farm system in baseball for a reason. Great. The talent is there. It's just developing that talent. Yeah. All right. We're done talking coaching in the front office. Whenever we come back, we're gonna actually dig into a couple points. Podcasting Network. There are a lot of people here, Jared. Like that's, <laughs> I I don't know if there's a better way of putting it. That there are just a, a lot of players here. There's a 180 player pool in general, Major League Baseball. Uh, 40 of them are on the roster. They're obviously still amid the lockout. You have the players in the Dominican Summer League in the academy. They're not up here also. And there are even a couple players who were still coming in through intake process because the Pirates wanted to spread it out throughout. So it basically is a case of you got most of the people here, you know, pushing 100 people here. And there's a lot of action. You get to see a whole lot of baseball around here. No, and that's awesome. I, I mean, obviously, when you're down there, you're, you've got a more of a focal point on the major league side. That doesn't exist right now. No. So how, how does a, listen, a lot of people probably don't know this, but how does a minor league camp really operate? It's similar to how a major league camp will operate, where you have groupings of players. You have those players, you know, one day this pitcher will throw and these guys are going to take batting practice. That batting practice group then goes off to a machine whenever that pitcher's done. And then maybe they do some fielding drills on top of there. And there's all, there are four fields. They all see action. Or I guess I should say there are four full fields and, you know, like an agility field, which is just an infield. you got another one that's, you know, shaped more like a football field. You got <laughs> different ways to go through there but there's a lot of moving around there's a lot of rotation there's a lot of we get a we get a schedule at the beginning of the day and man if you don't know that schedule or at least you don't have a photo or know how to read it you really aren't going to know exactly what's going on because nobody has numbers and 
it's one thing whenever you someone's you know 100 feet away on the mound it's like okay is that Salamedo or is that Blake Wyman it, it can get like that sometimes no and that's but, I think that's the beauty of it right that's yeah, the beauty is, of rookie camp that is a lot of fun it's a lot of fun there's a bit of a mystery to where you can see Nick Gonzalez come up to bat and you're like all right let's see what Nick Gonzalez can do and the pitcher throws a couple by him you know, high heats, you're like, okay, who, who is this? And you got to go through the list. And it's a little bit of a mystery. So that's a little nerdy something for me. Ooh, you got to think like, on oh, your toes, Alex. Time. You have to think I, on your I, toes. You got to think on your toes. There is no, you can just pull out the number and be like, oh, that's so-and-so. <laughs> so it, it, it's interesting to see that, to see how, you know, analytics people could be you know, behind the plate with Trackman, how there could be a pitching coach by the mound saying, no, Bubba Chandler, you got to work on your delivery this way. You could really nerd out baseball-wise here. And no, you can't come down here if you are a fan right now. I am sorry because this is 100% gloating at this point. But it is it is a I, – I didn't know – I knew I missed baseball a lot. I didn't know I missed it this much. Enough of me gloating. should actually talk about some of the players that are down here. And some impressions. Some of these you can read in Friday Insider that's already published at this point. But man, there's a main character at this camp. And whenever Henry Davis walks by, you know Henry Davis is walking by. And I don't mean that in like a, you know, he's he's pompous, he's you know, commanding attention. It just it just gravitates to him. He is a leader. You can quite clearly see why the pirates, you know, like a Marcelo Mayer might have been graded oh so slightly higher you know in terms of being just a draft prospect and I don't want to speak for mayor as a, as a leader or anything because I didn't haven't had this opportunity but Henry Davis just screams captain of the Pittsburgh Pirates in a few years like there's there is no debate in, in my mind that he is going to be that guy now why is that what gives that away because obviously it seems like he's got a strong presence, the yeah. demeanor, everything. And that's is a there. lot of it. And that's a lot of it. But then there is the way he goes about his work, the way that whenever a, he catches a, a live batting practice or a bullpen from someone, he's there talking to the pitcher, the way that he has learned a lot of Spanish so he can better communicate with, with Latin pitchers to help them, you know, get through there. He, the way that he, he sets the temperature in the apartment that he, Bubba Chandler and uh, Salamedo all live in, you know, whenever they go to sleep, because it's like, you know, we've, I've done the reading and this is, you know, the optimal temperature that we should be sleeping at. So there's like a little bit of that control freak, you know, mindset with it, but you know, in, in a good way, in a good way, the guy definitely has an energy around him. He knows that he was the first overall draft pick. He knows that there are going to be eyes on him, and you can tell he welcomes it. I don't know if he's going to be the best player on a future Pirates team. I, I'll, I'll double down, triple down that he's going to – they don't have a captain. If someone wears a C. If someone wears a C, it would be Henry Davis. No, I'm excited to see Henry Davis play. I'm expecting him to be in Altoona to start the season. Um, it's where, obviously, I am stationed. So that would be great. Um, you are going to have a lot of fun this year with this – group of guys that you get to see the, the Quinn Priesters, the Nick Gonzalez, uh, Pagero, whenever the lockout eventually ends, like Altoona is the place to be this year. 
Yeah, you're right. And I'm very excited. They have actually Curve Fest that's happening today where they'll on where tickets, individual tickets go on sale. They got some really cool promotions, I think, that are really unique. Um, they're doing a reverse Punxsutawney Phil bobblehead where the handler is actually who gets held up instead of Punxsutawney Phil because only in Pennsylvania do groundhogs really matter, both on the lottery and, you know, for a holiday. That but, just sounds like a cursed, cursed giveaway. I must have it. Well, I think that, yeah, exactly. So I hopefully you're able to spend some time here this year. Um, I'll make time. Yeah, right. You can vulture some of my games again, uh, some of the big moments. You'll probably see like a four home run day from Henry Davis and Nick Gonzalez in the same day or something. Probably maybe Nick, probably Henry Davis puts one off the coaster and the closer collapses. That's just the way that Alex does things whenever he vultures games away from me, just like he did in the, uh, in the Eastern league playoffs, just a few short years ago. Hey man, if I'm not down here in Bradenton or if the regular season hasn't started on, what is it? April 5th. Is that the date? That's a good question. Whatever the actual date is for the start of Altoona Curve season, 100% no questions asked. I am going to be there to watch Quinn Priester pitch that opening day. I believe they open the second – they're on the road the second week. So they, I believe they open uh, Sunday, April 10th. April 10th? Right. That's what I'm looking at. Now, I could be wrong. I'm looking at the schedule here. They got the Senators. Um at home so they would start that that um that week before so yeah okay you're right i looked at monday they're off on mondays um so they start that tuesday wait just kidding i'm looking at the schedule here and it's super confusing what are you doing this is terrible radio according to my schedule and my calendar it starts at 6 p.m on friday april 8th i could be wrong we're going to double check this because i sound like a babbling idiot right now and that sounds about right all in this podcast it's, it's April 8th, even if it's not at this point. We'll just buy the lie. April 8th, no matter what. Stay tuned for the third segment when we come up with corrections to the rest of our podcast. podcast you named later with a little dose of minor league action and maybe a, not a little but a lot of minor league action alex what's on your mind for this third and final segment uh i i blew it by already i, I should have saved the sunburn talk for this one uh seafood's really good down here man bradenton's here's the thing about bradenton bradenton is it sucks sometimes to go down here because you're actually sep- you're separated from all your family, your friends, and you basically are in a, an environment where it's like, well, I could be working right now, no matter what, or you are working. <laughs> but like, actually down here, if you know the spots, if you know the spots, it's actually a pretty cool city. What's your favorite thing to do while you're down there, Alex? Uh, I mean, there's the beach always. That's always nice to just take a book blanket you know sit out and relax out there uh it's usually what free time <laughs> is around here because you can't get that in pittsburgh a couple restaurants i i frequent i might be going to one tonight or tomorrow and by tonight and tomorrow i mean you know when we actually actually record instead of 
you know, little industry secret. We don't actually record these on Saturday morning whenever they drop. So, no, we're both usually passed out in bed um, from a late night. Tables. On the site. Tide tables and Pier 22. Those are my dining yeah. recommendations down here. Someday you'll be able to buy me food there. Someday, um, I'm yeah. sure, um, because I know you're forever indebted um, to your favorite podcast, podcast host. Now, I did and, mention. Uh, go ahead. One more right here. Dan would definitely say go to Mixon's, which I'll back up to and get the orange swirl. And I told this to Josh Hopper, the Pirates pitching coordinator and self-proclaimed, you know, ice cream lover, aficionado. I said that he's like, okay, there's a place also down here called Alice Scoopers that I haven't gone yet. But what are the odds that an ice cream place called Alice Scoopers is not good? It's got to be good. That's got, it has it's got to be, be one of the greatest names. And I would hope that it's an Alice Cooper themed. I don't know. Ice cream. We'll find out. But I did mention this earlier. Corrections from the rest of the podcast. It is April 8th. They start against the Harrisburg Senators for the Route 22 battle. Um, <laughs> listen, welcome. I to, love minor league baseball, man. I love it. Yes. Um, now I'm probably going to be wrong with that battle too. I'm just all kinds of all over the place. Um, but it, actually there, it is a 22. trophy game. Yeah. It, well, it, it, listen, I make so many trips to Harrisburg and state college or not Harrisburg. Well, both state college, but uh, from Altoona to Harrisburg um, for sports, I just kind of get lost. It's I could probably do it 10 times with my eyes closed and still be there. I don't recommend that by any means. Um, but the fact of the matter is minor league baseball starts then uh, in Altoona that's going to be the team to watch without a doubt in the organization, not saying anything against Indianapolis. I think they're going to be loaded with talent too, but the future is in Altoona this year. And that is, I think the most exciting thing about this off season. Hey, we still got a little more off season to go, but we're going to keep podcasting through it. That's what we call in the business of transitions slash and outro. <laughs> Thank you for listening so much. If you liked what you heard, or even if you didn't, you just want to hear some other people talk. Follow us, the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network, wherever fine podcasts are found. Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. We will be there. Jared has the We Are podcast. Listen to that, too. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again next week.